Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time she won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds and Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm full, but I'm great. Yeah, you had a good burger, right? With brisket on top. Yeah, it was way too much food for lunch. Uh, if I have a big lunch, I feel like my afternoon just turns into a slog, and I'm just like, ugh. Uh, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. You just, have you just been taking it easy, laying around? Yeah. But it's good to do sometimes. You know, yep. Not definitely. A, not a bad thing either. No. Uh, 
But everybody needs to take a break sometimes. Exactly. Even when you're eating your body weight and food, yeah, it's important. Yeah, yeah. No, especially when so, the person you're eating with is like, this looks like it'll be a lot of food, and I'm like, nah, it's not. It's fine. And then I'm like, I can't even move. Ugh. Then it becomes a personal challenge. Yeah. You're like, watch me. <laughs> Watch me. You underestimate this, me. <laughs> watch me eat this burger with brisket and bacon on it. Like, okay. yeah, it was good though. I'm gonna like it. Yeah, it was, it's definitely made me a little slugger. So if I sound like I'm a little like full, yeah, lazy, full. That's why. <laughs> it's it a struggle to even get up and get to the computer for the recording. Let's be on. Let's oh, be no. real listeners. Yeah. I was laying. Just really loudly. Hmm? I was laying in bed and I'm like, oh, I gotta get up and go record. And I'm like, I wonder if I could. I, I had a serious consideration. Like, I wonder if I could just like do it from from here. And I'm like, I realized no, I can't. But <laughs> I, I was definitely considering like just podcasting from bed. So. No, but you know, I probably would have been like, I can't hear you. Where are you? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I would just be shouting from my bed into the microphone. All right. I would totally call you out and be like, what? what is up with you? <laughs> yeah. But uh, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. So, you know, if that wasn't a reminder enough, you know, but there you go. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. If you do, do you need mental health treatment, go contact staff or a uh, mental health expert in your area. You can always go to psychologytoday.com, find somebody in your area. Uh, but alas, we still try to help like franklin franklin says nerds i'm heading back into the dating pool i'm curious though should i split any restaurant costs pay myself have her pay what's the best approach uh i think in 2019 the best approach is to go dutch uh but also be prepared that the other person might not uh you know maybe brought money to pay or something like that so it's always good to be prepared to pay just in case but i think it's probably good to go dutch then that way you sort of keep away any inferences that like if you pay for everything then there may be some expectations on either side so i think it's good to just go dutch and keep it even at least until you establish something a little bit more long term but what do you think steph and i would just go with whatever feels right when you're asking the person out there may be people that you rather go dutch maybe people you want to pay for and people usually appreciate generosity Mm -hmm. so uh, if you run into someone that wants to go dutch good for you so yeah i think there's no right or wrong it's just whatever you feel is best and also again you know, i guess you have to look at your expenses too and, yeah uh, because dating can get pricey really fast so. yeah and yeah sometimes you're with somebody you're like oh, i really like this person and then you you may might be more willing to pay but i don't know it's like play it by ear but i think a good like go-to is to go dutch and then that way at the very least Again, there's no expectations, and some people do have expectations. Like some guys, if if you pay for a meal, or if a guy pays for a meal, they may expect that they they're gonna get sex out of it or something. And not to say that I agree with that, or you know, or it could be the other opposite way too. Like the girl expects sex. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. For paying for meals. Yeah. 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 That definitely could be the case too so i don't know it's always good to just go dutch and then that way there's no expectations you know you've both paid what you should be paying and there's no expectations at least on the first date when you don't know that much about the person it's probably a good idea and it goes without saying we said this many times that you're under no obligation to get any kind of physical contact with anybody based on where they take you or how they pay or whatever so exactly 
Great. Do you want okay. to read Haley's email? Sure. Haley says, I, 25 female, been single for a couple years. My sister and her husband are divorcing. Now that I've always thought he was cute and we had good rapport. Would it be okay if I asked him out? Haley. Haley, no. No good can come of this. This only works in romance novels. You'll irreversibly damage your relationship with your sister. There are many other people to date. Um, keep in mind that you're pursuing him, not the other way around. So if he pursued you and your sister was like, okay, uh, that's fine with me. Still be prepared. That's going to damage your relationship. And it's probably going to damage your relationship with her husband too. Uh, you know, to do this first, don't do it. But you need a lot more than cute and good rapport to destroy your relationship with your sister. But but I also wonder what if there's do you and your sister not get along or have you guys had a rivalry going or it, it's just this is just not a good idea. I can't figure out a way where it would be a good idea. But what's your take? Yeah, have me downs are only good when you're kids. When you're adults, have me downs are not as good anymore. There you go. That was a bad joke, but uh, oh, was it a joke? Okay, yeah. You know, it's like when you're a kid, you know, you're a hand-me-down. Yeah, you have to like, explain oh, it. I get it. <laughs> hey, some people might not get it, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, in essence, yeah. You don't, don't, don't uh, do that. But I don't know. It's part of me kind of feels like if you're going to do it, ask her first before you do anything. Uh, be prepared. That she might, like, call you an idiot or whatnot. So, I don't know. And if she says no, respect it and don't. But also, yeah, you don't even know if he would agree with this either. So, uh, now, if he was the last person on earth, maybe, right? <laughs> but you've Haley, you've got plenty of people to go out with, and there's a good reason why your sister's divorcing this person. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's just a no go for me. Yeah, I could see it maybe being viable if, the, if he was into you and the sister was supportive of it, but. That's a right. lot of ifs and reality. And keep in mind, just because your sister says she's supportive does not mean she's necessarily supportive. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't really go off that. It's like if somebody says that they're they support it and they're not. It's like I don't know. That's kind of hard to deal with. But I would just say that you know, just don't go there. Yeah, I mean, it's for all the work and headache it would be and you don't even know if he likes you like why don't you just go for somebody that's less of a hassle like just go for the easier route why not like yeah i could see if maybe you you both had a mutually like strong connection to each other but you just have like some sort of small attraction to him it's like uh it's not worth it there are other fish in the sea yep that are not married to your sister yeah uh also too it's like i don't know like, would you want to be, like, having sex with someone that had sex with your sister? That just seems, like, really weird. But. I didn't even take it from that standpoint. It's more like it's going to destroy their relationship. Yeah. I mean, that too. But also, like, your sister had sex with this guy. Would you want to have sex with that? That seems kind of weird. Like, that would be a little too too close to home for me. But, yeah. Uh, but good luck, Kaylee. In your dating life in general, not with your sister's ex-husband uh church says nerds i've been seeing this girl for a couple of weeks and she seems nice she's a musician and sings in a two-person act with this guy i've seen them play through youtube videos i asked her about the two of them she said that the last two relationships she's been in have ended because the guys weren't exactly confident that they were not doing anything together i didn't think that myself but 
two exes breaking things off because of that. That seems suspicious, no, George. Yeah, it seems sus suspicious, George. That would be a red flag. I would say probably just best to uh, move on, you know. Well, I would say that bands doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a relationship with a person. It can be more like family. Uh, I don't know how long the band's been together. Um, she was honest with you, which I think is, you know, thumbs up for her that she was honest. Uh, sometimes people just don't like the fact that someone's with someone that they could be attracted to in a business sense, in a band at work. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's an issue. Now that what did occur to me is that when you asked her about them, she didn't, it sounds like she didn't actually say she, that they didn't have a thing going or that she wasn't attracted to them. So I think that's the bigger thing is she didn't, unless there's something that, that happened that's not in your email she didn't clearly say to you, no, there's nothing going on with this guy. Now it, it, that would make me go, huh? But if she did say to you, Hey, there's nothing going on. These other two guys couldn't handle it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe nothing's going on. It's possible. Yeah. I do feel like, I don't know. She hasn't done anything to really reassure that nothing's going on. And, and then like, it's kind of also weird that her, like, he asked her about the, the two of them, and her first response was to tell her about the two exes that didn't trust her. Like, that seems like a weird thing to just throw out, you know? Like, I don't know, it just seems very odd. Like, why would you say that? Like, why would you go, well, you know, if you say, hey, you know, I'm just curious what's going on between the two of you. Oh, my two exes broke up with me because they didn't trust us. Like, What? Like, that's that's a very a that's. Or a, she's like, telling you what she's not going to put up with. Oh, go ahead. I don't know. It just sounds like it's a very odd thing to just jump through and meet, jump to immediately. Mm -hmm. um, I would probably just move on. It's not worth the hassle. Um, and I would say unless she's doing something that gives you pause. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe when you saw the YouTube videos, it seemed like when they were in their performing that it seemed like there's something there. I keep in mind, they could just be part of the act of the band. Um, and when people are playing music together, it can look like they're connected when they're not. So um, that's possible. But again, maybe she was just being honest with you. I guess it depends on how she said to you that the other guys broke off stuff with her because of it. Yeah. So, but again, I, I would look more at, did she clearly say to you, Hey, we got nothing going or was she kind of talking around it? The whole thing's kind of strange. But, well, best of luck, George. Uh, all right. Do you want to read Karen's email? Sure. Karen says, Nerds, I'm a 38-year-old mother of one. I recently found out my husband has been sleeping around with other men. For a variety of factors, I'm wanting to divorce him. Our son is 18 and going to be heading off to college next summer. I'm thinking I should wait to divorce my husband until after my son leaves for college. What do you two think, Karen? Karen, uh, why wait? Uh, waiting doesn't make it easier for you or your kid or your soon-to-be ex-husband. Um, it's uncomfortable for everyone, and kids know that something's up. They may, He may not know why you're splitting up, but he's going to know that things are very awkward. Because right now, what, it's September, and you're talking about next summer. So that's almost like a, a whole year from now. And I don't know why you'd want to live in the same house if things just are, are over. Uh I would talk with your husband first, though, before you address it with your kid. 
uh, about how you're going to present it to them. Uh, kids obviously don't need to know why you're splitting up. It could just be that things are not working out. And this is where counseling can help because not only do counselors help you with fixing your relationship, they can also help you uh, end your relationship on civil terms, especially if you're going to be running into each other throughout the course of your son's life. So again, I would say that, um, that I'm not sure why you're waiting. You're, you're not really doing your son a favor. Okay. What do you think? Um, I don't know. Part of me thinks like she, Karen, you know, your son better than we would. So maybe you just feel like it would be better for him to not be in that environment. And I assume that's why you're doing it is that you just don't want him to sort of be in that environment as things are going down. Uh, and if that's the wait, case, wait, she wants him to, she wants to wait to divorce him now. Yeah. Until... So I'm saying like, maybe okay. if the kid moves off to college, then he's not going to be around for when it all goes down. Oh. So I'm thinking, so I'm saying like, well, maybe she just feels like it's better for him to not be in that atmosphere and maybe for a variety of reasons, like maybe he's, you know, uh, someone who gets very emotionally invested or who knows. So I'm thinking, well, if you know, you know, your child better than we would. So I don't know. Pardon me thinks if you think it's better for him to not be in the household while these things are going down, then yeah, sure. I mean, I, I would see it being a problem if you had to wait like years or like almost a decade or something, but like, this is what, like, 10 months, nine months, something like that. Like, yeah, it's going to be awkward, but at least, you know, it'll give you, you time to sort things out. It'll give your husband time to sort things out. And, you know, as long as you can stay civil in the meantime, I don't see it being a problem. Um, I don't know. I do. I do. I can see the value in just telling the, the son now and just getting it out of the way. But part of me thinks like if she, if Karen, you feel like it's, not going to be good for him to be in that environment, then yeah, definitely, uh, you know, look to maybe, uh, make sure that he's not around, but this is maybe a time when, yeah, going to a counselor would be good to maybe evaluate if it would be better for your son to not be in the house when this is all going down, or if it would be better, uh, or maybe there's another alternative, like maybe he stays with his grandparents for like a month while everything gets sorted out or something. So I don't know. That was Kind of what I was thinking is maybe it, maybe she's doing this to protect her son for a variety of different factors, but well, because you could stay at the house, maybe, um, but maybe the two of you could work it out amongst yourselves that you and your son could stay in the house. Um, but yeah, I think this is something definitely where you want to talk with a counselor, whether it's you alone or you and your soon-to-be ex, uh, because again, kids, the the cases I worked in with, with and like legally, um, when I was a, a witness like an expert witness and also a, a fact witness. And also uh, that means like I was either um, appointed by the court to evaluate a case or um, I had been seeing someone for therapy and I testify. Usually kids know, um, kids know that something's up. And from what I've noticed that the more that you try to act like things are fine, the more they're not fine. And again, if it's an issue of you want to make sure that your kid stays in the same house, you don't want to interrupt, you know, a senior year, of high school, again, I would really look at maybe your kid already knows something's up and can the two of you co-parent successfully, even though you're splitting up. Mm. So, and what is it going to do for you? Because if you are under stress, it's going to impact the way that you interact with your kid too. Mm -hmm. So again, I would really um, seriously consider talking with a counselor. Yeah. Either way, it's good to talk to a counselor, even to lay, lay out some kind of roadmap for what's going on. So, 
Um, cool. All right. Next email is from Hector. Uh, all right. Hector says, nerds, I started hanging out with this one girl. She's funny and has a good blend of sarcasm and wit that I enjoy. Uh, the issue is, is that she hasn't done much on our dates to show affection. She doesn't hug or kiss and definitely nothing sexual. Her last boyfriend was abusive. That's partially why. But I'm thinking, why date if you're not ready? I feel like I'm wasting my time with her. Should I wait things out? Ask her about it. Is there anything I can do? Or is this a lost cause? Hector. Um. Well, Hector, I would definitely try communicating her, to her about this and see what's going on. Uh, you know, in issues like this, it's always good to talk to somebody and communicate what your concerns are and see what they can say. Uh, you know, maybe it would be good to maybe establish, like maybe you two both have different expectations for when intimacy will happen or can happen. And maybe you're on different pages, but at the very least establish, you know, a time frame that works for the two of you and, uh, go from there. But what do you think? Uh, we don't know how long you've been dating Hector and, I, I got a feeling that you seem kind of uh, tough on her about this. Now, if she has been through an abusive relationship, yes, they can change how you interact with later relationships. Um, if you're thinking, why date if you're not ready? Well, who's ever 100% ready to date, really? Yeah. Um, so if you feel like you're wasting your time with her, that's more an issue with you than her. Um, should you weigh things out or ask her about it? Yeah, maybe just say something like, um, we've been going out for X amount of time and physical intimacy is important to me. I'm wondering if, if it's a priority for you as well. You want to address it in a way that's not accusing someone or putting somebody on the defensive. So yeah, ask her about it. Sometimes people just aren't, uh, they don't prefer doing public displays of affection. Um, and again, we don't know how long you've been together. So, and, and I don't know how much that really matters. Everybody's got different timetables for stuff. So it may just be that you guys aren't on the same page, but you need to talk about it. Mm. But if you feel already like you're wasting your time with her, it might be better just for, for this to end. Um, Cause it, that's probably not doing her any favors by staying with her. If you feel like you're wasting your time. Yeah. Especially if she has, she's going to be wanting to wait a lot longer for any kind of intimacy. Mm -hmm. All right. Did you want to read uh, Reese's email? Reese says, nerds, I basically have no desire to have sex with my girlfriend. I work a lot, and when I get back to our place, she's usually in her PJs watching some dumb reality show or soap. I'll then go do something in the garage. Then we go to bed, usually her first, then me, and in bed she tries to crank my shaft and do other stuff. And I just turn over and go to sleep. She's nice and all, but I don't interested in sex with her. Am I terrible for thinking this, Reese? Reese, I think it's a sign of a bigger problem. Uh, we don't know how long you've been together, but sometimes things can become kind of stale if you've been together for a while. Um, a website that I refer people to when things have gotten kind of stale is mojoupgrade.com, and you can kind of uh, look at your different sexual interests and find out maybe if there's an area that you want to explore that you haven't talked about yet. So that's I think it's mojoupgrade.com. Um, also, medication can... And some medications can change your sex drive. Um, also, is it time to end things? Or um, I don't know. It just depends. It sounds like you guys are kind of in a rut. Uh, that you are kind of doing the same thing all the time. And that spontaneity can kind of kill sex drive too. So, you know, I look at it from a bunch of different angles. I look at, you know, uh, do you need some more spontaneity? Do you need to kind of 
explore other you know interests that you have sexually meaning that the two of you may have stuff you haven't tried yet that you might be interested in again it's mojoupgrade.com and neither one of us are the podcast being endorsed by them uh, but also uh, again look at your health and see if there might be medication you're taking that could cause this some antidepressants can cause a decrease in sex drive or sexual dysfunction meaning that you can't ejaculate and you keep going and going and nothing's happening so um it just seems like you guys have kind of hit a rut though um and you can go through lulls where you don't feel like having sex and then you're like rabbits so um, it just really depends but i'll see what you say currently i'll probably add something after that so go uh well i think the big thing that struck me was the fact that he mentions that when he gets home she's wearing pajamas uh and sometimes you know i think it's important in any relationship to put uh sort of care and effort into how we appear for our uh, significant others and i only mentioned this because it seems like it was a real point of mention for you reese the the fact that you mentioned that when you get home the first thing you see her in is you know on the couch wearing some pajamas well i could see how if you're looking at that that maybe isn't like sexually appealing for you so and this goes for everybody and not just reese's girlfriend but everybody really it's you should be putting in some kind of level of effort to uh be attractive for your uh, partner. And if you're not, then that's going to start to impact your, your sex life. Uh, now, we don't know what your sex life was before this, but I'm going to imagine it was probably healthier than what it is now. Uh, maybe look at, like, you know, ha what has changed. And if it is her appearance, like, you know, or maybe it's your appearance, not to lay the blame to fully on her. Um, but, you know, maybe put in some effort to, like, maybe go on date nights or things where, you know, the two of you can sort of put a little bit more effort into appearance and, you know, you're going to find that you're going to be more attractive to her and she's going to be more attractive to you and hopefully you guys can improve things. But, I mean, yeah, maybe it's medication, maybe it's other things, but I really honed in on the pajamas thing for some reason because that just jumped out to me as being, like, you make, you seem to mention it as an important point, so... I don't know. Maybe there's other things to it, but that's sort of what I went with. But well, I was also wondering when Reese is getting home, because maybe you're getting home really late, um, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's do you turn to your girlfriend and say, "Hey, how about you know, can you like do DVR, record your show, or whatever if it's on demand, and you know, how about we go to bed early?" Because if you're leaving and just go into the garage, you're not dealing with the issue at hand, which is maybe you want to have sex and she's watching TV. So it, I think this is a, I think this is a common thing that couples go through, especially when um, you've gotten kind of in a routine. So um, I think there's a couple of different avenues to go down with that. So, um, you know, are you terrible for thinking this? You have an interest in sex with her? No, it's not terrible. Again, it's just nature of relationships. And again, you know, what time are you getting home? Is it just that, you know, she's worked a long day and by the time you get home, she's worn out. Uh, that could be possible. Um, I don't know if either one of you have kids, but that can certainly change how you interact with each other. And so, uh, you know, I just talk with her about it. And again, this is something that is a, a good topic for couples counseling. There you go. All right. Well, great emails as always. Uh, and as a reminder, you can send in your, an email to mailbag at theringrooters.com or you can contact Steph through her website, stephaniesarkis.com. Uh, don't forget to read Steph's book too. Oh, gaslighting it's a great book thank you oh you're welcome yeah i think it helps a lot of people with relationships and especially going back on the dating world too you can there's a little chapter on what to look for red flags 
which I think several people have brought those up when they've emailed us. So, yeah, if the, his name is Donald Trump, then do not go on a date with him. Just, there you go. Yep. There's 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 a red flag. Uh, but what if that that must be hard. What if you do have the same name? That's got to be rough. Yeah. Like, what if somebody um, says a text from Donald Trump and they're like, oh, all right. <laughs> great. I don't want to talk to this person. Yeah. Well, if you're Donald Trump, maybe you can email into this podcast and let us know how we're doing. I don't know. Something tells me you don't listen for dating advice. Or just, or maybe leave us alone. That'd be good, too. I'm yeah, okay with that. It works, too. Cool. Uh,. <laughs> rate review us on itunes we've dropped down to a, like a 4.4 or something we were at a 4.8 and we're now at 4. so you guys are oh no what happened i don't know that's that's what the listeners got to answer to why what do you be, listeners been doing you know just listening and not rating and reviewing us come on you gotta gotta change it up or if we did something you didn't agree with mention that to us too so we can make sure that we kind of change stuff yeah exactly so I mean, a 4.4 out of 5 is still pretty good. Sorry, my cat's just, like, doing a dance in his litter box right now. He's just having the time of his life. The what? Oh, my cat. You can probably hear it. He's just dancing around in his litter box, having the time of his life. See, that should get us a 5 rating anyway. Yeah, exactly. cat dancing. Yeah, cat dancing in his litter box. <laughs> oh, on that note. On that note, we'll see you all next time. Bye, Bye. for now.